Hello and welcome to the Double Take Podcast with your hosts, Kirk and Kevin Weber. This is the show for fans of APA Gaming and Sports. On this episode, we talk to APA Hall of Famer and league expert Dominic Previziero of the OZ League. Please join us now on Double Take, an APA Gaming Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 23, um, and this is Kirk Weber with Kevin Weber, and our new format that we're starting is uh, an APA Gaming Podcast, and we thank you for joining us. Um, there's a couple things that we kind of some housekeeping that we probably need to kind of point out. A few fans um, of our show were uh, hoping that we would finish our Beatles album um, talk. We had gotten through Sgt. Pepper and had a few albums left in the catalog of Beatle albums from their career. And what our plan to do for those people interested in that is to have a few special episodes that come out that just focus on those albums. Um, so they won't be APA related, but one could go to those and, and check those out. Um, and we enjoy doing that. But um, we decided that, um, you know, w- w- within this quarantine, um, we've had a lot of reflection. We have uh, some information about our, our decision to switch over on the APA blog. There's a link to that um, in the show notes. And we, we thought we need to focus and narrow down a little bit. And talking APA is easy to do. It, there's so many ways you can go. And we are excited to bring people on and talk to them. And we are excited to talk about new ideas and things that we're doing APA related. And to have people interact with that and help the community. Um, so... We have a guest that um, after our break that we'll bring in, uh, Kevin. Um, we, you want to kind of talk a little bit about him, or? Yeah, well, a lot of uh, APA community members know Dom uh, Proviziero, um, and he's going to be our guest, and we, we'll have we have a great conversation with them that um, I think that you'll really enjoy. Um, we were planning on maybe getting to a couple other topics here, and you know, like I finished my uh, 1968 Detroit Tiger you know, single team replay, but because our interview is, um, lengthy, but worthwhile, um, we'll wait till another episode to talk about those topics and other things that we have, you know, our switchover has already, you know, been a good thing. We, we've see, um, increased, um, likes on our Facebook page. We, um, gotten some emails from people. We've gotten, uh, um, some interviews already set up straight away just within a few days. Um, we get uh, more listens on, you know, our episodes and stuff. So I think it's going to be a good switch. Um, we like to finish what we started, and we started the Beatles stuff, and we love talking about the Beatles, and you'll hear some stuff about the Beatles in our interview with Dom. Um, so we will definitely finish that stuff up and make them, like, kind of special episodes that uh, you can listen to if, if that's something that you wanted to hear the end of. What we um, were thinking, and, and it played out this way, is anytime you bring Dom on to talk, uh, especially about APA, it's not going to be short. Uh, yeah. So, and this is no different, but it's entertaining, it's fun, and um, we would like everyone to just, uh, if you have any um, feedback on it, let us know, but enjoy it. And right after the break here, 
Um, we'll come back and have our conversation with Don. Welcome back, APA fans. Uh, we've got a special treat today, uh, a special guest, uh, an APA Hall of Famer, and an expert on APA leagues, Dom Previziero. Welcome to the show, Dom. Well, thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure and uh, certainly something to do other than uh, worry about the uh, coronavirus. Yes. How have you been spending your time uh, in the quarantines? Well, um, you know, I live in uh, New York, um, Long Island to be specific. And, um, you know, we got hit pretty hard up here. I mean, mm -hmm. people are dropping every day. And uh, so, you know, we're taking it serious. We're staying home. Um, so, you know, we've cleaned out closets uh, probably three times each, um, <laughs> you know, did a little painting and, um, you know, of course, uh, play APA. You know, I've got a lot of league games in, so I'm way ahead of schedule. Um, as, as most of us are, and, uh, I'm actually still working from home. So, uh, you know, I spend, uh, you know, most of my mornings and part of the afternoon and then I shut down and, uh, you know, do stuff with the wife and things like that. So we're, we're taking it serious. We're staying home. We're quarantining. Well, that's good. Yeah. We both are kind of, you know, we're in Michigan, but, um, similar sort of thing where we're just, uh, we're both high school teachers. And there's no school, so we're home. And so APA has definitely played larger into some pastime things. But, yeah, just trying to take it serious. And, and Michigan's been hit not as hard as your area, but um, one of the more harder hit states. So uh, we're hoping that we can kind of work our way through it, too. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a sad time. But, um, you know, I'm glad that we have things like this, like your podcast and APA games that will uh, – you know, give us a little bit of a break, a little bit of a distraction. Yes, exactly. Yes. You are a bit of an APA expert on league play, and you did um, a, um, a fairly long-running uh, segment on John Aslan's This Week in APA on, you know, the Commissioner's Corner, which I thought you did a great job with. So Thank we're going to go into a few things um, as far as, you know, maybe leagues and how you might handle that in quarantine times. But before we get to that... Who do you think is like the most important APA person in your life? The person that's kind of directed you to this hobby that we all love. What do you think? Well, that's a tough one because um, the person who introduced me to APA uh, actually passed some years ago. And um, the person that I co-created the OZ League with um, has also passed. So my... My APA mentors, in a sense, um, you know, are gone. But I will say my go-to guys, um, like nowadays, currently, would be guys like um, uh, Doug Reese and um, uh, Stray Corrado, uh, people like that that I can basically call up at any time or, you know, email at any time and ask them a question, uh, whether it's about league issues or APA history. I mean, there's so much APA history out there that people really don't know about. Mm -hmm. And there's there's a handful of guys left that really, um, you know, really know the details. So those yeah. are my those are my important people as far as my go to guys. Of course, I have my longtime 
uh, league members that have become family to me, uh, like Dave Hall and Neil Cohen, Gus Cottis and things like that. I mean, they've really become like family members uh, just from this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Yes. So um, I, I just was thinking, like, as far as quarantine type stuff, what do you think is kind of the direction that this might take for, for Appa Gaming as far as, you know, online play, uh, as far as um, maybe Appa Go, Baseball for Windows, those kind of things? Have, have you, how have you guys been playing your games because of the quarantine? What do you think? Well, that's, a, that's an interesting topic and question because, you know, back in the day, um, when we first started our league, we were we were face to face league. I mean, everybody lived in a neighborhood, you know, basically um, blocks away from each other, right. and so it was easy to stop over somebody's house and play games. Um, as as our lives evolved and the distances became greater, now you know who moved out of state, who got married and lived to an, uh, moved to another part of the state, um, it became harder and harder to do face to face. So. I think right now, if, if there was a silver lining in this quarantine, it would be something like APA because, you know, now a lot of people that have never tried playing APA, you know, online against each other are going to do that now because, mm -hmm. because they really don't have a choice. So, so you have things like APA Go, you have things like Baseball for Windows because Baseball for Windows, you can play through Zoom, you could play to, uh, through Team Viewer. And honestly, I never heard of these things, you know, uh, just a year ago or two years ago. And now they're becoming so popular. And I think right now with this quarantine situation, they're going to be more popular than ever. And Apple players are now learning, hey, we can play somebody online against each other, you know, like almost face to face. Yes. Yeah. Have you had any experience with playing online? What, what? What have you yeah. taken from that? Yeah, What's we, we, um, that? well, here's, here's what we do. Um, we use uh, Zoom and we use TeamViewer. Okay. Um, they're, they're, they're both commercial products, but they have um, free versions. And so naturally we use the free version because, you know, we're not a big company making a profit where we can afford to, to pay, you know, the licensing. So, so we use the free versions. And basically what we do is it's, it's really nothing more than a screen sharing program. So in other words, I, I'm home at my house. I set up BBW, let's just say, for example, and I, and I set that up on my, you know, on my PC. I then use Zoom or TeamViewer to invite somebody else in and they can see exactly what's on my screen. So they can see my BBW um, display page. And then what you do is you actually, it's called, um, I, get, I think it's called mouse sharing. So what could happen is he can actually click on things on your screen. It's phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's really, when you think about it, it's a great way to play. Okay. Yeah. And, and so what happens is um, like I got my BBW up there, right? And, and it's not like he has to tell me, okay, uh, you know, move this guy out of my lineup or switch this guy to third base. He does it himself. He, it, it's actually, he's controlling my screen. Mm, yeah. So, awesome. Kind of like so when now, you're calling to get computer help and, and the guy from India does that. That's exactly what it is. That's yeah. exactly what it is. It's somebody else being able to do the same things on your computer as you can. Okay. Nice. So you pop up the BBW, for example, and now you're playing a BBW game. The, the voiceover is just like you and I are doing now. We're talking, you know, through a, a, 
a computer microphone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could use a phone, you can use the buds, as, as you guys say. But basically, it's almost like being face-to-face, except for you're not there. Now, with Zoom, and I don't know if TeamViewer has this, um, uh, you know, thing on it, uh, this, this piece on it, but with Zoom, you can actually see faces. So right. you can actually, you know, if you wanted to, you know, um, put the guy up in the corner and, and you can talk and it looks like you're actually, you know, having a face to face conversation. So so really, the only thing you're missing is that guy sitting across the room from you or sitting across the table from you. And that's now, an important thing, too, because part of what attracts people to Appa Gaming is uh, the interaction, the community you know, you, you like to have that, you know, whether oh, it's, you know, some sort of chat, you know, even on Apple go, you know, Kevin and I play quite a bit against each other on Apple go. And we're always kind of typing back and forth on things. Right. And now to be honest with you, um, you could also play, you can also play the boards. We, we, we have guys, you see our odd league, we have different formats. You're allowed the master game. You're allowed, um, BBW and you're allowed what we call the OZ boards. Um, and what you, what we have is like, if I'm playing you and I'm playing the OZ boards, we have the OZ boards right up on the screen. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really cool. The only thing, um, you don't see is, you know, you don't see the actual dice roll. We use a dice roller program that's up on the screen, but you're not actually putting the dice in your hand and throwing them. Right. Oh yeah. Now, do you ever, um, record like video record your, um, games and, like share them with other like the championship members series or, or something. Yeah. Um, you know, we have not done that yet. Um, and I will be honest with you. Um, I'm not sure if the free version comes with something that you can record. Um, but if it does, that would be great too. I, I'd love to do a, um, a, a demo, you know, and show yeah. people, Hey, look, you right. can, you can play a guy. You could play your friend who moved to California. He doesn't have to quit the league. You know, you could yeah, still play exactly. him. Well, I'm um, gonna on the fifteenth Jackie Robinson Day, and we've kind of hope you know we Kevin's been promoting this through the Apple blog a little bit. Um, we're trying to encourage people to play games with Jackie Robinson team and card, and I was gonna be playing uh, Tom Nelshoppen on Apple Go, you know, fifty one Dodgers against the forty nine Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, communicating with me last night about, well, maybe we can do something and get this you know videoed or something like that. That's, so a, we'll, that's great. That's so great I think idea. we might be looking into, I mean, we were talking zoom or something like that, but um, I'm going to take a look at the team viewer that you're mentioning because I was not aware of that, but it sounds great. And then in our show notes too, we'll put some links to some of the things that we're talking about. Just so if people are looking at that, they can click on it and not you know, yeah, have to worry it, about it. I, I think, you know, team viewer and zoom, they both, um, you know, the end result is the same, right? You're able to share a screen. And I, and listen, I'm not, I'm not a computer guy, but, you know, there may be five other programs that do the same thing. I don't know. You know, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just familiar with the ones that I use for APA. And I also use them for, you know, I, I can't see my kids or my grandkids. So my wife and I mm-hmm. will go on Zoom and we do a Zoom with everybody. And you're actually looking at nine mini screens on, the, on your screen and you can see everybody. Right. Yeah. Like the Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's what somebody else said it looked like, and it does. <laughs> yeah. So, hmm. 
Well, that's great. Yeah. Now, and you know, I know that there's been more thoughts about um, remotely playing and and thinking about that, and even trying to how to do things maybe remotely with uh, tournaments and, and mm-hmm. things like that. So those are all kind of options that um, are out there, and somebody just needs to kind mm-hmm. of kind of work out some of the kinks. Yeah, I mean, this does seem to be the the future of Appa in a lot of ways to keep this hobby going. I think, um, you know. It's well, you know what it thing. is? It, it's all about time. You know, it's 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 how much time do you have to um, dedicate to a game or a series or a season? You know, um, some people just like to do replays. Some people like to join leagues. Some people just like just a random game, pick a team, and that's the team that they're playing for the day, you know. So um, being able to connect over the Internet is good for a lot of things. I mean, let's face it, you know, when when grandma moves to Florida, and she can't see her kids all the time anymore. Look at how beautiful it is that they can get on to, um, you know, some kind of site, whether it's FaceTime or whatever, and be able to talk to each other and have conversations that you couldn't do that before. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. I our uh, our uh, grandmother, who's in her nineties, um, she, um, you know, is in she is in a nursing home, and um, my mom will FaceTime through a phone on one of uh, the the nurses that works there, you know, just to talk to her and stuff because, you know, you can't get in and out of these places right now. Right. And, right. And yeah. So, and it's like a lifesaver, you know, it'd yeah. be a lot tougher if we didn't have some of the technology we do for sure. Yeah. Well, and even listen, let's be honest, even being quarantined without being able to have the internet and everything else, people would be going nuts. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, we've come a long way and when, and when I think about, you know, when I first started playing Apple, which was like, you know, 1969 or 1970, I mean, I look at like now being able to um, have different platforms. And I think I said this uh, the other day on the Between the Lines um, message boards, you know, we didn't have anything back in the day. All we had was uh, an Apple journal that you waited 30 days uh, to read. You know, it wasn't like now, like I, I can get on between the lines. I can get on to your podcast. I can get on to, um, you know, um, some of the other ones that are out there and, and talk about APA, read about APA, you know, learn about APA. And, right. and, and, and back in the day, you didn't have any of this. Yeah, you, there was it was way more isolated. And you weren't really probably sure. I mean, Kevin and I obviously are younger, but, you know, we first started playing APA back in about 1983. And. Um, you know, we didn't know how many people were into this, we'll call it a hobby now, but you know how they did that. Kevin and I were just talking last night about like, we're like, I wonder how many people are serious APA gamers in the country, you know, let's say, you know, you just kind of wonder, um, you know, and of course, and it's not always baseball. I mean, that's the popular one, but you know, it could be football or you know, basketball or something like that, right? <laughs> Probably not basketball. <laughs> Probably not that one. <laughs> well, maybe not um, basketball. <laughs> but, you know, those sorts of things. And, you know, I mean, you've, you know, uh, encountered a lot of people and it's like, it's pleasantly surprising whenever you run into people that are as passionate. And there's lots of people like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is, though, the difference, one of the main differences, I think, is that, you know, if if you learned, if you just walked into Appa tomorrow and you just bought a baseball game, let's just say, you know, tomorrow, and you said, wow, this is great. I'd like to play against other guys. My God, there's so many ways you can find people, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Back in the day, you could have a guy next door to you playing Appa. You wouldn't know. 
You know, yeah. you really wouldn't know. Yeah. And that's what that's, that's what the journal, the journal kind of brought people together because what would happen is like I would get my journal and I'd be reading it, and then all of a sudden there would be an article that somebody sent in, you know, that somebody wrote and typed in, you know, whatever it was, maybe about their replay or whatever. The first thing I'm looking at is who wrote it and where is he from? And it's like, wait a minute, this guy's from New York? Oh my God, I gotta find a way to get in touch with him. Right. You know? And that's how and that's how you started to find other APA players. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like you couldn't go onto the internet. There was no internet. You couldn't go out there and put like, hey, we need six guys to join our league. Right. Or if you had questions or like um, or different ideas or want to see what people are doing, you, you know, now you can go to a Facebook page or something and you yep. can pose a question and it, it works. It works so much nicer for that. So, yeah, that that definitely is. Uh, yeah. And it's helped. And, and that was that was part of the um, purpose for doing the commissioner's corner with with John Asselon, because we wanted to let people know out there if you're looking to build a league. You know, come, come to us. You know, here's some ideas. I mean, it was a, like it wound up to be a, a two hour thing because of, um, you know, it was six episodes combined. Right. But, you know, yeah. if you want to know about leagues, hey, these are some ideas. It's it's not and it's not the perfect idea. It's just showing you what other people do. Right. Yeah. Because like Kevin and I were talking about things we'd like to talk to you about and ask you. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, what he think an ideal league is. And Kevin's prediction was, it just depends on what you like, you know? Well, um, yeah, that, that's, that is a hundred percent accurate. And I'll tell you why, because this app and, and I, I say APA, you know, it might be true for other games, but I, I, I really believe that APA is the most adaptable. Okay. Because you could have 10 leagues and they, and they can be 10 different ways to play. Okay. And not only that, but you um, you can adapt as you go along. You can say, hey, and, and I'll tell you some of the things that I've done is I've gotten contact with other commissioners or other leagues. And I've said, hey, would you do me a favor? Send me your rule book. So now the guy sends me his rule book and I look through and I go, wow, I never thought of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially if you take it to the membership that you have, and because you know everybody, you know, there might be that one guy that doesn't say a lot, but he's got a really good idea for how you can make things a little bit better. Boom, it's in the book, you know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then you, you know, the, the the beauty about it is, you know, I I take that idea to my league, you know, when we have our rules uh, meetings or whatever, and I say, hey, this is we had this problem. This is how these guys solved. Mm-hmm. And they go, wow, that's a great idea. You know, maybe something that nobody thought of. Yep, yep. Now, are you? I know you have your league. You've been in for a long time. Are you? How many leagues do you deal with? Like, are you in more than one? I'm not. I mean, I I'm current. I'm currently in a second one. Um, mm-hmm. kind of similar. It's it's a it's a uh, it's like a twelve a twelve person uh, league, but it's all BBW. So mm-hmm. I can play those games at three o'clock in the morning. It doesn't matter. So it doesn't. Um, take any more time away from me that I'm already taking, you know, for say for the first league. But I got to be honest with you, I, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know how these guys do it. Like some, I'll look at guys and they're like in ten leagues, and I'm like, how do you even remember yeah. your team? You know, um, to me, uh, I'm kind of like a loyal guy. I stay on the one league, and, and I've been here for 39 years, and um, you know, I, I my players are almost like my family members. Right. You I know, bet. I mean. You know, I heard you guys talking the other day about something and you said like, well, maybe you just want to play that team because 
you know, there's a guy on there that you like, you know, and mm -hmm. that's kind of similar. You know, when I make right. a trade, I'll overpay for a guy that I yeah. that I really like. Yeah. He doesn't have to be good. Mm -hmm. I just like him. Right. Yeah. Well, and that was do that to you too. Like in my league, you know, I'm a Tigers fan because from Michigan, and they'll be like, "Well, you want?" It's like, you know, yeah, I'd like to have Miguel Cabrera or whoever, but you know what? I'm not overpaying for anybody. Right. <laughs> you know, I'll trade. I'll trade my mother if I have to. <laughs> so. Well, you know what the nice thing though is about Apple? Like you're you're a Tigers fan, so if you want to go back in time and you want to play like you know Kirk Gibson's career or something, you could do mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It it, it the, each of the cards um, in the seasons tell a story that yes. you can get into, and and that's that's what um, attracts people. And you know, so Kevin has, you know, you know, you you know how you have your ups and downs. You've consistently gone with a league for you know, almost, you know, basically four decades. But mm -hmm. um, I you know played a lot when I was younger, and then um, I've done some different regional tournaments. But then I was talking to Kevin last night about. I, I need to, I'd like to maybe do a single team replay, you know, I know I'm not in a league, but as we um, kind of have switched our format and start talking more about um, leagues and stuff, I, I may be interested in a league in, in some way. It'd have to be more like what Kevin's in, which is kind of a, kind of a distance sort of league. What I'm really looking for, Dom, is um, I'd like to have an NL only pre nineteen seventy three DH league. If you know of any like that, I'm kidding. I'm just <laughs> no, but you know <laughs> what? But I, I know you're saying that. But you know what? That's that's the beauty of of this. Yeah, you could do it. If you, you want, could you make would find it. somebody would say, "Yeah, we got one." Yeah. You know, but, um, yeah. And, you know, it's just like, those are the sorts of things that, um, you know, you gotta, you know, find those. And it's a lot easier, like we were saying to do when you, um, you know, you can communicate with people more. Um, so. yes. And, and honestly, guys, it's, it's whatever flavor you like, you can find people that like that also. And you guys can, can play and, and have a good time together. You know, it's like, it's like our league, you know, um, we we brought the DH in this year um, after many years of not having it because we would just we, we just didn't like it and then you got younger players who never played baseball without it you know mm -hmm. so so that's factors too you know but it's whatever you guys want to do yeah when we were younger we never had a DH in any of our leagues but now I I might give it a give it a consideration you know because you also your yeah. baseball opinion can kind of change as you go too I think yes. also it matters like I'm in the WBO and we have the DH and you know we play all of our own home games and you give instructions to the guy for the road games well you know I'm if I'm sending instructions how am i gonna it'd be really hard to send instructions for double switches and everything else that you would do or when to pinch it for somebody you could do all that but that makes it a little bit tougher it's like hey this guy's pitching six innings <laughs> there you go this guy's pitching these innings i've got it all plotted out it's yeah easier. it's easier if it's right. face yeah. to face it's a lot easier to make those yeah better, the instructions you know. would be easier but i will tell you this when i'm playing face to face okay or even over the internet now um, and I'm playing without the DH. I mean, it's a chess game, guys. It's a beautiful oh, yeah, like chess game. Too. And you know what? It's what made baseball beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I'm playing Apple Go, I almost always choose, you know, I mean, okay, if it's like a 2018 team I'm playing, okay, fine, we can have the DH. But <laughs> anything pre-1973, and if I'm selecting it, <laughs> it's no DH. Yeah. You know? yeah. I want the pitcher in there. And I want to pick a pitcher they can hit. You know, so... <laughs> Yeah. Cur curse that Ron Bloomberg guy. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So have you been in leagues um, through the two strike seasons in 81 and 94? I mean, I guess there was 72 strike too, but have you been, were you in leagues at those times? Well, actually, it's um, funny. The first year of our league was 1982. So we were born okay. with the um, 81 strike season. Oh, cost. interesting. All right. Yeah. So if we have like a 100-game major league season and all the stuff they're talking about, we don't know exactly what they're going to do. What do you suggest leagues do or what are some routes they might go as far as handling the shortened season? What do you think? Well, you you have two choices, really. I mean, we, we used the 81. I don't, I don't remember how many games they played. But we played, um, you know, we, we decided in 94 and 82 or whatever, we're playing 162 games. You okay. know, and that's what we want to do. But you're going to have cards that are um, slightly, you know, pumped up. That's possible. Um, but that's okay because everybody's got them. You know, you just try to it's, not, it's not favoring one team. Right. Yeah. And normally those cards um, are intriguing. Like those uh, shortened season cards always oh seem my to God, be yeah. a little different. You know, we were like, talking about that. Do you remember if, uh, did Tony Gwynn hit 400 in, for the 94 card in your league? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, he was, you know what? Uh, he probably got pretty close, but he didn't hit 400. But I'll bet, I'll bet you, he hit like 380 or 370. It's possible. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You know, that's the thing but, you want to see if a guy does it. You know. So. Yeah. Well, you know, again, again, we go back to. I know we keep saying, I keep saying the same thing, but it, it really is what you guys want to do. You know, if you got 10 guys in a league and they say, "Hey, we're going to play 162 games," I don't care if they play 80 games in the major leagues. That's great. Somebody else might say, "No, we'll play. We'll 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 be realistic and play what the major leagues played. So we'll only play eighty, you know, and that's fine. It, it, neither one is a wrong choice." Yeah, hmm. yeah. It, I think I think the route to go. I mean, I don't know what my league's going to do, you know, um, but I think like they can play the same percentage, you know, like because we have you, the guy can only play how many games he played. You can only pitch how many innings he pitched. Right. So if you're going to do 162, then you got to do he can play this percentage. So you could got to prorate it. But I think that'd be a way to go. You know, so it'd be listen, it'd be interesting. It depends on, you know, um, you, you know, and listen, let's 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 get let's get this monster out of the way. Right. The, the, what's beautiful about baseball is the numbers. OK. Oh, yeah. So. You know, do you want to have a, a a year where you're only playing 80 games, and now your your home run leader, you know, is a guy with 24 home runs? No, you know yeah, what I'm saying? No. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of as as a baseball purist, I'd rather see him, you know, pro play it over 162 games. But again, if the if your league, your particular league, says, "Hey, we're only going to play 82 games," then that's what you guys choose to do, and it doesn't make it wrong. It makes it what you guys want to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I remember, I mean, God, I remember those 81, those eight, that 81 set with Ricky Henderson and Tim Raines with those asterisks all over their card. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. How many um, season sets do you possess now? I mean, uh, you mean my own? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you. Oh, I have, I have, uh, I'm probably only missing uh, probably two or three seasons from if you go back to like, I started, um, like really collecting, like say 1950 on. Now it doesn't mean I don't own the 1950 original set. I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a, a a refurbished set. You know, or a revised set R or RR or whatever they are now. Mm -hmm. But I have everything from the 50s, the 60s, all the way up to I think 2010. Nice. Hmm. Wow. 
Now, how do you um, do? You have a way. Of, how do you store that? Oh, I, I just. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I just I just reorganized everything. I bet you did. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll send you guys a picture. Um, we. Yeah. Uh, I I put those um, wire um, shelves in in a in a spot in the basement. You know, we'll call it a closet. Uh, and I have the upper. Uh, boxes that you can buy for like five bucks, which has the Apple logo. And then you just write, you know, 1950 or whatever you write on it outside. It's a cardboard box. Mm -hmm. And I have those, um, I have those set up. That's awesome. Nice. I I always kind of wonder, and I, and I think also during this kind of time with people at home more, if people are thinking, you know, this, this would be a good time to kind of reorganize the Apple cards, you know? And, well, and I've thought about that. I haven't done it yet, but I'm planning on it with the ones I have. I don't have that many. But, oh, yeah. Uh, I I've done it, and I've, like, I've, I've done it and found how much extra stuff I have that I didn't even know I had. Yeah. Oh, like, nice. oh, I have that set. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then you're looking <laughs> yeah. through the cards. Wow, that was a good card. I should play with yeah. these. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh, I have that. I better not mention that, you know, to my wife that I actually <laughs> don't remember what I have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Now you mentioned base. Oh, sorry. Baseball for Windows. Um, and Kirk, neither Kirk or I have ever played baseball for Windows, but you know it's more based on the master game. Um, and I know I've heard you on you know John's podcast talking about how much you like it. But um, Kirk and I are concerned. We were talking the other night about um, the sustainability of baseball for Windows and the way that they do it. Like they got to send out the disc and. What do you think is the direction that baseball for Windows is going, and what do you think about that? Well, I think if a lot more people realize, and maybe they will because of this quarantine, that you can play base, uh, you can play BBW, um, you know, let's call it face-to-face -face over the Internet. I think that's what, I mean, I think baseball for Windows is a great game. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I'm, a, I'm a cards and dice guy, Okay. So there are some things that I don't like about about it, but I think as a baseball game program, it's so far ahead of its time. I mean, it's so easy to do lineups, to do um, a replay, to do a lead, to do anything. I mean, it's just an awesome, awesome platform. Um, people have to realize, though, there are differences between the board game and the computer game. There are, I mean, it's it's very obvious, starting with the righty lefty handicaps. You know, the pitcher can never go down. He can only go up. To oh, me, that's man. that's not that's not realistic. Okay. Mm -hmm. So so if you're playing in in with cards and you have a, a guy who, who kills lefties, let's say he's a plus ten against lefties, right? Well, when you go and play that same guy in BBW, He's he's no better than anybody else against that oh. lefty pitcher. Hmm. So so that's a major um, difference. Okay. Um, is that so, master game or just that this BBW? No, is just BBW. In the master okay. game, it's it's whatever the guy is. If he's a plus ten, he's a plus ten. Yeah. You know, in okay. master game boards. Um, but when you when you go to BBW, it's it's not the same platoons. I so see. that could be, you know, for some people, but it, I think it's, um, it sounds like it, when you say it's easy to do lineups and things like that, that for people that aren't, you know, you don't want to have to be an IT genius to be able right. to play a game. Um, that's definitely something that can draw people in where we see a couple things, um, you know, on, um, chats and stuff online is, um, a lot of these, you know, a lot of times when you're buying a computer now, you don't have a, a CD drive. 
and and it yes. comes out on CD. And I wonder if they're going to have to look at the um, like kind of download options and, and things like that. But I yeah. mean, that could be done. Yeah, it's well, we get the season downloaded. Okay. Like, because what happens is this when you buy the game, you're buying the game. You're not buying the season. Well, there are a couple seasons included, but in other words, you're buying the CD, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. That is what you have to buy on a CD. But once you buy it and you load it in there, you never have to buy it again. And so the next year, when you get the new season, like say, you know, let's say, you know, the 2019 season, you know, players. That you can get from Appa right through the the download. Okay. Hmm. okay. So so basically, you're just using your you know your um, what do they call that external CD drive? Mm-hmm. You know, really just to load the game. Once the game is loaded, that's it. You can get everything else. You know. Hmm. Okay. And so, do they um, push any um, updates that are needed? Um, yes. As you go Absolutely. through, so yep. you know sometimes there's, there's a bunch fixes. of updates, and mm-hmm. and really the updates. You know, listen, let's be honest. We're, we're the beta testers out here, right? When we're playing the games, we, we find a mistake or we see something's wrong, we contact Apple and then they, you know, they put it, I guess, on a list and then come out with, you know, with updates. So, yeah, there's been updates to the um, to the game uh, as far as, um, you know, results, let's just say. Uh, but there's also been uh, updates to the play-by-play. So what happens is every time they come out with a play-by-play update, they're adding more verbiage to the game. So it's different. You're not hearing the same thing all the time, which is nice, especially if it's you play very a lot. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How do you do your league through your BBW league? How is that different than your your face to face league and stuff? Well, one one league I'm in is a BBW league, strictly BBW. But the league that I've been in for forty years, we're we're various formats. Oh, yeah. So we play yeah. BBW and we play uh, Master Game and we play um, the, the what we call the OZ boards. Now, what happens is, what's good about that is if you if you like playing the Master Game, you can you know those you you get to control your home games. That's that's what happens. So if okay. you're the home team, you you I'm I'm playing Master Game, no problem. Uh, if you're the home team and, and you're a BBW guy and you want to play it by BBW, then you do it. Um, so. All we do is, you know, every quarter we send in our stats to the commissioner. And what happens is, um, you know, no matter where those stats are generated from, they're still stats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So you have that flexibility. Right. But what what it allows is it allows a guy, you know, to play whatever format he wants. Now, I'll be honest with you. If I'm playing my friend in Florida or my league, you know, my, my opponent in Florida, I'm, I'm playing in BBW over the internet because it's just so much easier, you know? Mm-hmm. But when I'm playing the guy around the corner, I'm going for that chess match across the table face-to-face, cards right, and dice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and not, the, I mean, there can be a monotonous aspect to doing the same thing. So it kind of gives you that variety and keeps it kind of lively too. So that's, I mean, that's another good way reason for doing that. Do you know of other leagues that um, kind of mix it up like that, or are you guys um, unique for that? Most of the most of the leagues that I've seen or heard of are pretty much a, a one horse league. You know, you're either BBW or your cards or your whatever. Um, I I don't know if there's any any um, mixed leagues out there. I'm sure there's somebody that's playing it that way. You know, but I think what it is, too, is that when you play in a BBW league, you don't need to do stats. Everything is done for you. Hmm. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is that is a nice feature. Like when you're able to just have them crunch for you. Um, exactly. But I'll I mean, there are people guys. in the past that probably enjoyed the stat stuff, but you know, it can they can build up fast and uh, well, especially for a whole league. Yeah. 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 I, I'm yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I I know this is crazy. Like people think I'm nuts when I say this, but I I love doing stats. Yeah. So yeah. my thing is like I play a series against somebody, and then that Saturday morning. I wake up early, I go in the backyard, I have a cup of coffee, I let the dog out, and while I'm enjoying my coffee, I'm doing my stats from that series. Yeah, yeah. nice. Now, you said that you've been um, you know, playing APA since about 1969. Had you ever explored any other um, baseball board game options, or how did you kind of go down that APA path? Well, at the risk of losing my Hall of Fame status, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I, I have. I have, but, but you know what? I always came home. I always came home to APA. Yeah. Um, I've never been in a league of another, um, you know, I've never been like in a Strat League or a Diamond Mine League or whatever other ones mm-hmm. they have out there. Um, but I have dabbled. You know, when Pursue the Pennant first came out, I bought it. I thought it was cool where you could put up, you know, the different stadium walls and things like that. But, right, yeah. But but you know what? I got to tell you, APA was just so, the flow was so easy yeah. and so different, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I don't think it's a bad topic to to bring up because over the years, I mean, there's been lots of competitors and some have been good and some kind of fade away. But APA seems to still be able to uh, sustain itself and, you know, kind of getting into why is always what uh, helps us appreciate it, you know. Yeah, Um, well, you know what it is? This is what I believe. And, and, And again, I'm not talking about the computer aspect. I'm talking about, you know starting with the cards and dice yep um the card itself yes the card fits in your hand perfectly mm-hmm. and, and you know why because that card is the same exact size as a playing card yep so it just fits it just feels good it's good quality you look at it you see these numbers i mean i remember the first time my neighbor showed me this game and I and I walked into his kitchen and he brought out this box and put up and he had these cards with all these players' names on it. And I was like, I was hooked just by looking at it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just like the larger last name and where it's yeah. positioned. Yeah. Ruth Mantle. Yeah. You know, yep. And you're like, wow, that's Mickey Mantle. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's yeah. and what's funny about that is, you know, you you kind of um touched on it before when you said like, you know, each card has a story and but the beauty, I think, of APA is if you play a lot of APA, you 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 have guys that that just are good, and they weren't good in baseball. They just happen to have a good series for you or a good year for you, and you'll never forget that guy. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy yeah. that has that standout, like you know, had a right. big hit or something, and you remember we, that. Yeah. Yeah. We we had a guy, Gary Gray. Okay. Like, I could probably ask 100 baseball players, hey, who's Gary Gray? Who did he play for? Nobody would know, okay? But Gary Gray in the OZ League was the first player to hit four home runs in a game. We'll never forget him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, just like I did my 68 Tiger replay, and Don Wirt hit four home runs for me. I figured it out that it was like I had a better chance of winning the lottery twice. Yeah. <laughs> that happened. I, but it's literally, amazing. I did. It's but, amazing. And, you know, and I think, like, the, the most – 
APA baseball moment in the last like 50 years is the Bucky Dent 78 home run. All right. That is like an APA moment. Yeah. Like yeah. that kind of thing. That's like in a tournament and Bucky Dent comes up and you roll two 66s in a row and yeah. he hits a home run. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. the, the unlikely heroes. Yep. That's yeah. true. I, yeah, and now Kevin and I have talked about it, and I'm sure that you've you know gotten into this before. But like when you look at players, do you look at them th- uh, with the vision of an APA card? Like when you see like like if you uh, see some highlights of Ricky Henderson, you think of Levens and stars, oh, and, and stuff like that. You absolutely. Know? And that to me is like, you know, I, I don't, I, I haven't like done like app of football or something and I don't know what a good looking running back or quarterback looks like, you know? So I don't have that for like, let's say NFL players, but for baseball. And I don't know if Strat has that either. I, I, I never really played Strat. You know, I don't know if their cards are like that. So, but like, well, yeah, I mean, you just have a vision, uh, a visual that comes based on the player and it's, it's very absolutely. unique. Absolutely. Um, well, what about this? How many times maybe you're sitting at a ball game and, and you're with a guy who's not an Apple player, you know? And let's just say you're watching somebody and uh, let me take Joey Votto for, for, for an example. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting there and a the guy says, to, you know, your, your pal says to you, uh, man, that Votto is a really good first baseman. And you turn around to him and say, yeah, I bet you he's a five. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, and he's like, he don't even yeah. know what that means. <laughs> right. And you think yep. of like, is he is he? medium speed is he fast does he have a yeah. single column a double yeah. column yeah all those sorts of things kind of he must have out. a lot of 14s <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and that's how i yeah. look at guys you know I'll meet it's, and it's yeah. what's funny is is like when i i'll tell you you know who who um i really really helped with um appa my my appa learning as far as values in the players was bill james hmm. You know, yes. reading yep. all those Bill James books back in the day. I mean, I guess I was kind of starting the league when Bill James really started first writing those uh, abstracts. And you were yep. looking at it and, you know, you looked at 14s now differently, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because really, I mean, the, the cards have a, a math behind them that kind of coincide with what Bill James is about, you know, and representing what a player's value is. Right. Um, so you kind of have a connection. It's weird how it, it fit. It does fit together. I agree. It does. And you know what? You also get guys, and I say this all the time, but you get guys that are better upper players than they were major leaguers and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just because of the way their cards come out, you know, for some reason you get these mid- uh, level players that just they get a couple of sevens, a couple of fourteens, and all of a sudden they're a great Apple player. Right. Yeah. You get a you get a guy that um, has some fives on there, and you put him in a lineup somewhere well, behind like, a guy that's on a lot, and he's hitting all these mm-hmm. home runs for well, you. Well, like for example, and on my current team, I have Evasel Garcia. He's hitting second. He goes five six one, ten ten. He's got two tens, fifteen and twenty five. He he only stole like 10, 12 bases or something. He's probably going to steal 30 bases for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, you know, he's got that five. He's a perfect number two hitter. Yeah. And so those yeah. are the kind of guys that you can throw in there. And yes. I drafted him. I'm like, man, he's going to be perfect. And every time I'm, I, mean, I don't know how he's doing when on my road games, but he's doing really well on my home games. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, well, you know what? Yeah. You know what's funny now is you also have to look at the fact that that card, is a different value in a different game. Like, in other words, if you go to the basic game, okay, the card game, those tens are like gold. 
right? Yeah, yeah. But when you know when you move to the master game, those tens are not as powerful. Yeah, right. So you well, have to sometimes yeah. you have to know the differences when depending on the. And format. you got to know your league. You got to yeah. know what your league. You know what yeah. what a value is. You know, so. Yeah, like in Kevin's league, he said that a 65-35, if you're facing the opposite pitching hand, um, is a is a single runner advances a yes. base. Yeah. And um, so like switch hitters are very valuable. They have an extra hit on their card. Yep, they are. Time. Now, I will, mm-hmm. I, I will tell you that's one thing that we we come into issues with by playing different formats because there are some rules that we had when we were all cards and dice, oh yeah, that we can't we can't bring over to BBW. Like if you're on BBW, yeah, they're not. You right. can't just change it, right? You exactly. Know, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, so you you sort of you sort of face this issue of okay, we have this rule. If we can't bring it to BBW, then do we have it at all? And that's and yeah. again, that's a league decision. Yeah, it's just the same thing. Like if you're going to play on Apple Go, you can't. You know, it is what it is. Well, I guess you right. could do manual dice roll on there, and then if you got that, you could change it to a single or just make it whatever it would be, you know, well, infield hit but, or something. But here's the thing with Apago, and uh, I, I don't want to really divulge too much, but the the, the plan for Apago was to be modular. In other words, I like the master game grades, okay? So... I should be able to go to Apago and toggle a switch that says master game grades, not basic game grades. Mm. And it's different things like that, optional stealing. If I want optional stealing, okay, which is in the master game, but it's not in the basic game, I should be able to play that. So I think what's going to happen eventually, and I don't know how long this will take, but I think what you're going to have is you're going to have an app, app a baseball game, but you're going to be able to pick and choose what you what you want to play. That would be wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've, you know, looked more into Apago, especially while in, you know, kind of self-quarantine. And um, there's a lot of things that would, I mean, it's it's fun. And, and we, ha- you know, we're not trying to be critical. We enjoy it. But there's so many things that could make it even more fun. It can make it really take off, you know. Yes, yeah. I, I agree. I think, I think it's not as user-friendly as it could be um, as far as when you're, you know, playing a, a season or, or a series or a league. Um, but I think there's a lot of improvement there that, you know, I'm sure they're going to um, look at because I believe that Apple itself looks at that as the future. Yeah, yeah, I think I, it is. We've heard that, yeah. Um, and, of course, you know, it, we're not talking about a gigantic company here. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, uh, they have probably limited resources for, you know, advancing technology and things like that. So, you know, we're, we can be patient and give it time. Yeah. Um, but when, there's lots of ideas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when you play BBW and you play in a league and you use um, what's called AIM, which is Advanced Injury Management, um, it's phenomenal. I mean, you really got to be a, a manager. You got to know that, hey, I just used this guy three games in a row. I need to rest him or he's going to get injured, you oh. know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's really, it's really, really cool. And I, I always say it's a, ahead of its time. Um, the problem is when you play with that and you have all these options and you have all these different things that you can do, which makes it more realistic to real baseball, um, it's kind of tough to play another computer game if it doesn't have that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I, and I and I think that's probably happened cards and dice kind of ways when um, you know, through the years with Appa, where right. you might try something else out and then you come back to Appa, you know. 
Yeah. Um, I think I think what happens with the Cards and Knights, and this is what happened to us, is um, we were playing the basic game when we first started the league. And then we um, looked at the master game, and the master game was just, you know, I'm talking about the master game for board, you know, boards, mm-hmm. cards, and dice. Um, it was just too complicated for us. Yeah. You know, games would take long. an hour I mean, or whatever. Nice and, and, I, and I'm not yeah. demeaning the master game. If people like the master game, God bless you, you know, if you have the time to do it. Um, but to us, the time factor, when you're playing face to face now, back in that day, when you're playing the basic game, man, you can roll off a five game series in no time. But when you yep, do the yep. master game, there's so many decisions, so many extra rolls. We just, we just, it just wasn't, it was cumbersome. Okay. Yep. Um, so we decided to kind of combine our stuff and we took the basic game and the master game grades and we kind of merged them and, and we did our own thing. Um, but that's the beauty of Appa too. You know, again, we go back to, you can do whatever you want. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, we, then that, you know, I think that the biggest thing I hear with, uh, doing like bbw and stuff is that you're able to get some of that master game aspect in a quicker gaming format. absolutely that's the key that is the key and that yeah. is exactly what you just said is the beauty of bbw because it does it takes the master game and it, and it does all the calculations for you the only thing and i gotta be very honest besides besides the um platoon factor that we talked about before which i would like to see equal to the board game um the only other thing that bothers me is I can't see a dice roll. Mm. Yeah. So I don't I mean, know. What did you get for that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. now, do you, I mean, because I think one thing that I think is Can you cool see the cards, about, though, too? You can see the. Um, well, you when you the, play Apple Go, you can see the dice. Right. Yeah. You can see the dice yeah. and the cards there. Right. Um, and I think that that. You know, especially since the people that are going to try it out most of the time are people that have a connection to, um, you know, APA and actual cards. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that otherwise you're just getting kind of a simulation. Yeah, because because if you throw out my runner, okay, from right field and my runner was like a 17, 18, be nice to know that you rolled a 66 or 65, you know, to to, to nail them. Right. Oh, yeah. and maybe, you know, maybe if you're not a dice player, you you have a toggle where you can shut that off, you know, because like you said, it's the dice guys that really want to see that, you know, guys that have been playing cards and dice, you know? Yeah. It just, it just uh, connects the two together and you still exactly. feel like you're doing something that's uh, APA related. Yeah. Exactly. I get that. Yeah. And it's hard because, you know, trying to satisfy everyone is difficult. (laughs) Well, it is. And that's why I think that's why I think if they go with the initial um, uh, mission of making Apago modular, then you can pick, you know, Kirk can pick one thing. Kevin can pick something else. Dominic can pick something else. And and we can play the way we want to play. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, and again, it's like, I think uh, a theme that you've, you've had for years is uh, being able to kind of toggle things your own way within leagues and stuff. And um, any product that they would have like that would have to be able to be modified, you know, switched on and off different things. Yeah. Right. If, if, if my league said, said, Hey, you know, um, Apple came out with Apple go, why, why don't we add that to the formats that we, um, you know, use in our league. Well, we couldn't do it because it's only basic game uh, pitching. But if they had a modular that we were allowed to pick 
master game pitching, mm-hmm. then now now we can use Apico for our league too. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and listen, it's it's wishful thinking, right? It's you know we're we're talking like hey, like they could do this in like ten minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but get, but get no, listen, conversations about it are 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 healthy and you know constructive and. Um, you know, like Kevin and I have talked about Apago before, and and we we try to emphasize that we're um, not trying to be critical or um, because you know somebody could take it personally, you know, right. you know, developing it, and just you know, giving some feedback and and what you know your customers would like to see, um, and you know, there's nothing you know, and then if they can work those things out, you know, I'm sure you know there's there's reasons why certain things can't be done, and that's 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 fine. You know, I mean, you get that. I mean, it's always going to have different little things that kind of get in the way. Well, and that's, you know, look, let's be honest, right? I mean, I read, you know, and I've met people, of course, over the years, but I read a lot of the stuff that people ask for. And some of it is off the wall to us, but it might be, you know, personal to them. But think about it. If you had to try to solve everybody's problem, you would have a thousand different versions of APA. Mm hmm. Just not right. feasible. But if you had something where you had the main options and you were able to pick and choose, then you know you can go from there. Right. Yep. You just got and you got to kind of kind of hit the biggest group. I think uh, that would be impacted by it. And you know, and the other thing that is interesting about APA and the beauty of the history, but also probably part of going forward, is there are people that want uh, certain aspects of what they remember when they're kids and when they right. were younger. And they want to see that happen with future products. And if they want, you know, not everybody's going to be around for those future products. They need to make sure they have those products attracted to a younger group of people, customers, um, so that they can sustain themselves. Well, and that's and listen, everybody has to remember, you know, we're 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 customers, but it's a business. So yep, yep. just because I want something, you know, they're not going to turn around and say, well, listen, Dom wants that. So let's make, you know, let's make this happen. But meanwhile, you're only going to sell one of those versions, you know? Yeah. 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 If they're not going to get enough people, then it's not, it's just not worth it. Exactly. Uh, but, yep. but I will tell you what I see is, as, as one of the biggest things in APA is um, just, just basically what you guys are doing, you know, the ability for me. To, to get online or to, you know, whatever, and, and listen to a podcast or read some messages on between the lines or um, the APA blog and different things like that. Um, you know, This Week in APA. I mean, who would have ever thought that we would have a This Week in APA? How cool is that? It's great. You know? um, so we've come a long way, and it's just the idea that I think it's great because now you have a platform. And... The one thing I think Apple lacks in is the marketing. They need to do better in the marketing. And I know sometimes I you, know, you say, well, the marketing costs money, whatever. But there's different ways to do it. You right. Know? Actually, marketing can be um, with, you know, social media and things. Um, right. Certain aspects don't have to cost a lot. It's just a matter of a focus. Um, exactly. And, and exactly. coordinating things together. And, yes. I, and I think that that could be done, you know, and um, get get everything on the same page, basically. Right. And that's and that's what I think, you know, you have. Well, first of all, um, you know, you have um, uh, one of these things where you say, OK, you know, let's get all. But, but you know, you, 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 you're a small company. You're trying to focus. And then where do you put your focus? I think they have to like kind of stop and say, OK, where are we going? And I think they tried to do that with Apple Go. I think mm-hmm. they tried to say, listen, this is where the future is. Let's let's put our focus here. And that's what mm-hmm. they did. And that's what they're doing. 
I just think they need to have more updates in AppaGo than what they've had because yeah. it seems like it's it's kind of quieted down. Yeah, yeah, the sustainability of it needs to be driven by you know getting more users on it because like if I go on there, the most I ever see on there you know, at one time is like 60, 60 guys, you know, right. more people. I mean, it's probably mostly guys, <laughs> but uh, you know, um, but you got to get it so that it's an easy platform to do tournaments and to do a league. Yes, um, and right now it's not very easy to do that. It's right, but but even if but even Apper itself, like Apper itself, could be promoting the fact that hey, you know, we sell BBW. We you could do BBW over the internet. You know, what I mean, it's like right. you know. But I think what happens after a while is, and this happened in my business, it's almost like you have two products of your own that are going to compete against each other. And yes. You don't really want that. Yep. No. Yeah. And, you know, I was talking um, to my son who uh, does some gaming on, you know, computers, like PC stuff. And in the big place that a lot of people can download games is Steam. And and it's uh, basically people can have other gaming things that go in there. Well, you could have BBW or uh, an app, a product through there, and then the, the customers can could play against each other. Um, and they could take advantage of, of those sorts of avenues if they wanted right. to. You know, they just, you know, have to kind of look and see if that's the direction you want to go. Because, you know, you could probably get um, a younger group that also would get involved as well um, if that's, you know, where they want to take things, you know. Because, right. I, you know, I mean, there's, um, you know, when we, uh, you know, think of, you know, Apple players, most of them are older guys, is right. what they are. And, you know, so you, you, if you want to have kind of a long term process of, you know, selling products, you need to also hit some of those younger people too. Oh, absolutely. If you're looking at it from a business angle, yeah, they're, they're the future. I mean, we'll be gone soon. <laughs> not, hopefully not soon, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. And, um, and that's where I, I, I would, um, I mean, most of us had someone, um, introduce APA to us. Yes. Right. And, um, it, you know, somebody who had it. it could be somebody your own age or a neighbor or something. But sometimes it can be uh, nowadays, um, you know, your father or somebody introduces it to a kid, you know, or, 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 you know, one of your children. And then you move that forward. It'd be cool if um, there was like, um, I don't know, age specific tournaments and things that people could uh, try to have younger kids get involved in and see how. Yeah how it goes, you know, just as a way of trying to push it forward, yep. I think. Well, you know, years ago, and this was this was part of my, um, I like to say part of my uh, claim to fame of being a Hall of Fame member, is that um, years ago, what they did was they did these APA coaches, okay? And we had, uh, APA had some kind of handshake with a um, certain um, hobby store, let's call it. Um, and what we did was we would go there a couple of times a week and we'd set up a table and we would actually play a game and people walking by in the mall would stop and say, hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, man, what is this? You know, right. and that's that was a, a kind of a marketing idea at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and just seeing it and then, you know, and that could that could be all you need to draw somebody in. Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, if, if you're a baseball fan and I sit down with you and I and I have a, a, a game with you. You're hooked, man. You're if you love baseball, you're hooked on this. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what happened to Kevin and I. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. I mean, we were big baseball fans, and that was right in our wheelhouse. Yeah. And then if you're, but if your thing is football or soccer or hockey or 
golf or whatever, the stuff they produce now, then, you know, you can be like, well, we're playing baseball, but they have these other ones. Oh, wow. You know, I really like, you know, soccer. Yeah, you know, I, that's right. That, I mean, listen, you know. for for Dick Seitz, we, we, I don't know if you guys um, saw this, but, you know, yesterday was, uh, or was it Wednesday, actually, was Dick Seitz's birthday. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we all, you know, a lot of us get, and we, we play a game, we kind of, you know, dedicate it to Dick Seitz, right? So... I was going to play baseball, and then I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pull one of the different games out of my box, you know? And I played bowling. And it was, hmm. I was like, I was getting so excited with this four-person tournament that I was doing. I was like, oh, my God, this is great, you know? I got to yeah. dust it off and take it out more often. Right. Yeah. How many other, uh, besides baseball, app games do you have? You have bowling, obviously. Uh, what other ones? Well, I, I, I have a football game. I have a bowling game. Obviously, baseball. I have a boxing game. Hmm. Um and I have, I have a golf, I own golf stuff, but it's not, it, it was left to me by a person who passed. Um, so I'm actually going to be selling that for charity. Okay. Um, but um, I, I never dabbled in the golf game. Right. So I've never played APA golf and I've never played APA basketball. Okay. Hmm. And Kevin was talking to me about um, how a lot of people really like the playability of soccer. Uh, yes. The soccer was a lot, yep, it was and a lot more hockey, popular than like I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. And I guess hockey, it's a similar like format. Yeah, hockey and, and soccer, the game playability, the similar type of way they do it. I guess I'm mean, I've not played either one, but I guess yeah. it's a similar kind of thing. So, well, yeah, I people think, really like them. I think that's what hurt the basketball game because the basketball game just wasn't playable. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think the, I mean, and again with the football, I know I've seen a number of people who like the football, but um, you don't always need every card. You know, it's a little different. Yeah, it was a little overkill, yeah. Yeah, so sometimes they're like, man, I got a lot of extra cards. Am I supposed to be doing something with these? (laughs) You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Most of them sat in a pile when you played a game. Yeah. Well, um, I, Kevin, you know, was kind of working through some of our questions, and we, I think, kind of reached the end of those. And um, we've been talking with you for, you know, over an hour now, which has been great. Um, in, in kind of, you know, I think the last couple, you know, maybe our last question that we could toss out there, I was thinking is, um, if you, um, kind of had, you know, kind of control of things, what, um, directions would you like to see APA go? Is there any, uh, and I'm not saying APA go, you know, online, but like, you know, into the future, uh, is there well, any, I think- um, yeah, I mean, like, what, what, what are you? What would you hope for if you know? You I mean, I, I think what, what, what they need to do is they need to take the best parts of their products, um, put it online, but make it in a way where you can, like we were talking before, toggle what you want to play with. Um, I think that would attract a lot of people. You know, when when you get guys like me that have now used the master game pitching in some form or, or another. I just, I just can't go back to basic game pitching. Mm. You know, it just doesn't do anything for me. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the chess match of, of a 17, you know, let's put it this way. In the basic game, you know, all the Bs are the same. You know, you may have a, a strikeout factor or something, but you're a B. You're going to stop H. You're going to get hit by nines, okay? Right. Um, yep. In the master game, uh, Bs are not the same. You know, they could be anywhere from uh, like an 11 to a 14, and there's differences within them. So they become more unique from one another. So I think when you take stuff like that, and if you were able to toggle that on and off, you know, 
Um, I think that's the way they need to go. You got to be able to play online, okay, which obviously AppaGo does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you toggle it and let people choose what they want, you know, the best parts that they consider the best parts, that's the way you got to go. So it's, it's, a, it's a game for all, you know, right. and, and, and do it that way. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. I mean, card and dice wise, I, I can't think of anything that I would say, yeah, let's, let's make this, you know, a better game. I think the game is great, cards and dice. Mm-hmm. I like BBW. Um, I just think that the app go, the way to go with that, I think, again, is to be modular. Let's go modular. You want to play, you guys want to have a league where, you know, you were saying before, pre-1970, DH, whatever, you should be able to click all yeah. those boxes. Yeah, yeah. Which would be, yeah, I was trying to kind of kid around, like, I want an NL only league before the DH that uh, has a DH, <laughs> you know? Something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Because they're like, exactly. who would do but that, you, right? But, but, <laughs> but you'd be able to do that if you had, yeah, if you you had could. the checkoffs, right? Yep. That would be cool. That would be cool. So so you guys know that today's the uh, anniversary of the Beatles breakup, right? Yeah, yeah. We uh, and you know we've um, we've talked we talk a little bit like we're switching over and gonna focus you know or narrow down to Appa stuff, but we uh, on our podcasts had been going through the Beatle albums because we we were about as passionate about beat the Beatles as we were with um, baseball and Appa when we were growing up. So um, so we might need to at least finish up some stuff, but you know, of course it depends on who you want to talk to about the breakup, you know, uh, different yeah. Yeah, times, exactly. different guys exactly. broke up at different times, you know, it's like who rushes to it, right? Yeah. Everybody <laughs> has a different opinion. Right. Well, but are you, uh, were you, are you a Beatle fan or? Oh, I love you know? the Beatles. Yes. I love the Beatles. I think all their albums were, um, so different from one another. Um, they had their own, you know, pros and cons. I think individually the Beatles were good. Um, I just, I mean, you know, to me, like when I, when I go to YouTube and that's another thing, guys, you know, YouTube, I mean, come on, whoever thought I can go in there and watch boxing and concerts Mm -hmm. and stuff. Right. But I go in there and look at Beatle concerts or Paul McCartney concerts and he's singing those songs and the whole family's in the audience singing along with him. It's like, you could have a a grandpa that's 70 and a dad that's 40 and a kid that's 10 and they're all singing the song. Yep. yep, it's it, a beautiful it, thing. It really it, is. Yeah, it crosses generations. It, it does. It has, yep, it does. Um, I have um, I have a uh, a great Beatles story if you want to hear it. Sure, sure. Um, so I I work as a um, account manager for a global um, company, and we produce, we manufacture, um, you know, bulletproof vest and uh, all sorts of equipment for police and military and stuff. So I was doing some uh, sizing of vest for uh, these undercover guys in New York. And when I say undercover, I mean, this is like so deep undercover that like they, they couldn't even tell me where I was going. It was almost like you had a blindfold, you put you in a, mm. uh, a, a car and take you to the location. Um, so I'm sitting in, in the basement with, uh, with, the, with, you know, with, with a cop. And we're waiting for these undercovers, you know, to come in and they come in and I'm sizing them. And when I say undercovers, I mean, like, there's not there's no way anybody would ever know that they were police officers. That's how that's how deep undercover they were. Wow. Um, So anyway, we're doing this sizing. And all of a sudden, this lady shows up and she wasn't there to get sized. She was um, she was actually a uh, supervisor who had I think she was a lieutenant that had retired from this unit. Right. 
And she was just coming by to say hello because she heard that, you know, we were going to be, you know, doing the sizing. So anyway, we're sitting, we're talking, we're yakking, we're, you know, we're in between sizings or whatever. And um, the conversation somehow comes over to the Beatles, right? So the other person who was with us tells, says to her, tell him your story, right? So I said, what story? He, she goes, he's, she's got a great Beatles story. I said, okay. So now I'm listening to this, to this lady tell this story. So <clears throat> she's a big Paul McCartney fan. And she scores two tickets to see Paul McCartney. And uh, she goes, she sees the concert. And while she's walking around the concert, she sees one cop that she knows. And she says hello to him. You know, he was working the concert. So she, she says, oh, he goes, I didn't know you were coming. I know you love McCartney. You love the Beatles. He says, um, I'm going to work. I'll be working his dressing room after the concert. So he says, definitely, you got to come over there and I'll get you in there and you can meet him. So oh she's God. like freaking and she goes, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah are you kidding me? I love McCartney, yeah. right? So after the concert, she he, she goes to the designated place. She sees her guy. He gets her inside. OK, while they're inside the I, I don't know what is like a suite, a dressing room, you know, whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. She uh, he he goes over to Paul McCartney and he says, I'd like you to meet. Uh, a co-worker of mine, she's a huge, huge McCartney and Beatles fan. So he walks over to her and he shakes her hand, right? Mm -hmm. And he says to her, how does it feel to meet your first Beatle? And she says to him, she goes, well, she says, you may be the first Beatle I've met. She goes, but you're the second Beatle I've touched. So he laughs, right? And he says, what does that mean? She says, I was the responding officer when John Lennon got shot. Oh, she says, God. I tried to save his life. She says, I was I was all over him. She goes, I, I had my hands all over him trying to trying to bring him back to life. Hmm. And Paul McCartney. Like his his mouth was just wide open. Now, I'm, now remember, I'm, I'm being told the story. I wasn't there. right. But yeah. his mouth is wide open and, and he looks at the police officer and he says to her to him, is, is is she is this on the level is is did she really do that and he says yeah he says she was around the corner when it happened and she responded to the scene and tried to save him so he goes he goes oh my god and he goes hold on a second he says i'll be right back and he goes in another room and he comes back with the guitar that he played or that he used during the concert mm. and he and he gives it to her and he says to her, thank you so much for trying to save my friend. Right. And she wow. takes this guitar and she's like, you know, she's in heaven now, right? She's like, mm -hmm. wow. So then she's, she tells me that she goes, I'm driving home from the concert. She goes, and my friend calls me and says, hey, so did you see the concert? How did you like it? And meanwhile, she <laughs> says the guitar is on the passenger seat. <laughs> Crazy. That's awesome. Crazy story. Yeah. Hmm. I, you know, it's interesting, you know, I know that, um, you know, I'm sure as somebody as famous as Paul McCartney, you know, you got to always kind of play things close to the vest, you know, and, and stuff. But that sort of thing, I'm sure, like hit him deep, you know, it did. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, and obviously just to give her that guitar, um, you know, showed, I mean, he's like, what can I do here? To express yeah, something. That's, that, you're yeah. right. That's exactly what yeah. he was probably thinking in his mind. What What can I do for this woman who was probably never recognized for this? You know, right? Mm -hmm. 
because he's. I thought he's, it was an awesome story. Yeah, that yes. is a great story. Thanks for sharing that. You know, mm-hmm. we've. Um, you know, I've obviously we don't live in New York, but um, you know, I've been in New York and um, a few times and uh, made a point to go past the D- D- Dakota and and walk through there and stuff. And um, it's eerie. It's weird when you yeah, walk. It is. Um, yeah. Like I, you know, um, you know, we aren't native there, so you know, trying to find it, and I got there and. When I walk by the kind of like the um, the little station area where the um, you know they have a little like kind of like house there, yeah. Um, and I wasn't exactly sure where everything was, but as soon as I kind of walked in the right area of the sidewalk, and I'm not all kind of weird like this, but I could I'm like I'm in the right spot. Yeah, like, you this knew. Is, this is where it happened right here. Yep. You know. Yep. It's it like you just, knew. Yeah, it had like a vibe to it or something. Yeah. It was, it yeah, was it's crazy stuff, man. You know, it's, there's so many things that happen like like that and other things. Like I thought it was fascinating when um, I was watching, um, uh, I forgot what it was. McCartney was doing maybe Shea, oh, Shea Stadium. He was playing at Shea Stadium. And I don't know if he was playing by himself or if he was playing with Billy Joel or something. But anyway, um, I thought it was fascinating that when they, when they played Shea Stadium in, what was it, 62 or 64? 65. 65. Okay. Mm-hmm. They played Shea Stadium 65. There was a guy that drove them in a Cadillac or something from, I don't know if it was from the helicopter to the stage or something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward, Shea Stadium is closing down and Paul McCartney's playing the concert and the guy is driving the golf cart with him and Paul McCartney. And he says to him, he says, I, I was the guy that was driving the car 50 years yeah, ago. No, wow. Crazy. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, like how freaky right. is that? And, you know, yeah. when every moment is a big thing, um, he runs into that stuff, I think, all the time, you know, yeah. like and yeah. and there's stories in every state in this country. Like I, you know, um, he was playing Comerica Park and went to the Motown Museum because they love Motown music, you know, and was going through there. And I, I and Motown Museum is, you know, a great place to check out if you ever get a chance. But he, you know, you can go into basically where all these great records were recorded and they had a, a piano in there that was used on so many things, but it was in disrepair. And so he, you know, you're, when you go in there, they let you stand in the middle and say, this is where the four tops were or something like right, that. Right. But you're not really supposed to touch anything. Well, he went over and he was messing around with the piano. And one of the, the like the people, the guide was like, hey, you like, can't hey. Touch, who are you? What, you know? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, I'm. And Paul McCartney and they're like, you know, and they're, well, it's not, it's broken. It's not really working. Right. And it was a, an expensive piano. So then, Steinway. Um, Steinway. Yeah. yeah. So he, uh, he said, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to get this repaired for you guys. You know, this thing should work, you know? So, you know, he does like little things yeah. like that, yeah. but, which is cool. Yeah. And you know, he hitchhike at the concert, you know, just, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. For a little tribute. Yeah. yeah. A little That's Marvin great. Gay. That's great. Yeah. He, um, he, he has a house on Long Island. Oh yeah, I know oh, he yeah. kind of visits there. And yeah, stuff. he he um yeah, it's not in the neighborhood that I can afford, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> but it's on Long Island. And I'll tell you something: Billy Joel also lives on Long Island, right? Mm-hmm. So Billy Joel tells this story where he says he goes, yeah, he goes, I'm sitting in my house one night. He says, and all of a sudden I get this call. He says, I pick up the phone. And I said, hello, you know, who's this? And he's the guy on the other end says, hi, it's Paul McCartney. And he says, Paul McCartney. He says, yeah, it's me, Paul. He says, what are you doing? He goes. Just hanging out in my house. He says, can I come over? And he goes, yeah. 
right? So he says he hangs up the phone, and now he's like all excited. He's going, oh, my God, Paul McCartney's going to come over and hang out with me at my house, right? So, so he goes, I got to get, what am I going to feed him, you know? So he goes in his refrigerator to see what kind of food he's got. And he goes, oh, wait a minute. He's like a vegetarian. Right. He says, I yeah. can't have all this stuff around. So he takes like the, cold, he's got cold cuts and sausages in there and stuff, right? So he takes it out and he just like stashes it. He says, I'll just stash it in the closet for now or whatever, you know? And so Paul McCartney comes over. He says, they hang out. They play some songs. He said, it was great. He says, it was fantastic. He says, and then Paul McCartney leaves. He goes, and about three days later, he says, I have this smell in the house. He goes, and I can't figure out what it is. He says, and then what happened was he realized it was the meat that he stashed to not have Paul McCartney see the meat. And that was starting to stink. Yeah. And Paul probably wouldn't have cared anyway. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't expect everyone to be like him, but, you know, he would encourage it, I'm sure. But like, you know, he's like, whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's too funny. Well, um, it's been great talking with you um, yes. and we really appreciate you spending the time and probably in the future we will ask you back again. Um, as we kind of work through, we, uh, we're looking forward to some other interviews that we're going to try and line up one, I think in our, our next episode is we're going to talk to, uh, Steve Stein, the Steve's Appa computer guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh, that'll be fun. Um, so we'll just kind of work our way through, but I, I I'm sure that this'll, uh, be something that we'll come back to and we really appreciate it. Well, listen, any, yes. you know, no, nobody's got to twist my arm to talk Apple, as you can see. Yes. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a passion of mine. Um, it's, it's part of my DNA, I think, you know, and, um, I love talking about it. You know, I can, I can talk to the, uh, the, the, the rookie player as well as the seasoned player. So exactly. that's always, um, good, you know? All right. Well, thank you. But very I appreciate much. you guys having me on. Yeah. Yep, thank you. really appreciate Dom joining us. This makes the end of another um, lengthy episode, but uh, hopefully you guys really enjoyed it. We want to urge all of you to uh, participate in APA Jackie Robinson Day, which is going to be April 15th. Um, And we have information about this in the show notes and also uh, on the APA blog, and there's been lots of posts out there lately. Basically, play with a Jackie Robinson card. Play with a Jackie Robinson team. Play it in any APA format you want. And then report on your results uh, on the APA blog Facebook page. There'll be a post there where you can say how Jackie did and how your game went and those kind of things. And just have a little fun with that in the self-quarantine times. We've got an interview set up, uh, and hopefully everything will go well, with Steve Stein. And uh, most anybody that plays APA baseball knows Steve from Steve's APA card computer. So we're going to be talking with him about obviously his car computer and other Apple related topics in our next episode. So hopefully you'll come back and join us for that. Double take is recorded using audacity and clean feed. We use Fifine USB microphones and distribute through anchor.fm. Theme music, Funk in the Trunk, is by Shane Ivers at SilvermanSound.com. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at DoubleTakeCast, or email us at DoubleTakeFeedback at gmail.com. 
Thank you for listening.